0: Welcome, welcome welcome everybody to episode 45 of weekly roundup with ricky by now you know the format we bring you weekly project updates for metalion society straight from the horse's mouth um, and then we jump into major market updates that you have to focus on and need to know about no hype no craziness no price predictions just straight up facts and things you need to worry about that lead to long term adoption because that's what we do as Leon family. We focus on the long term and keep learning and keep growing. All right, we're gonna start off by jumping right into project updates. So, Alex and Antonio um, are waiting on Kind of Blue, which is Michelle Kaczynski's, uh he's working with this startup. Um, and we're trying to get them onboarded as our potential first client on TCFX. Our job is to make this thing be seamless, and you already know Alex Antonio. If you know Alex Antonio, you know that these guys are always putting in 110%. They're always thinking about edge cases, always thinking about more ways to uh, be more efficient. So once kind of blue is back from their uh, vacation, I was talking to Alex Antonio. Um, August is kind of the month, uh, mid August, really. Um, end of July, mid August is when they take their uh, vacation days in that part of the world. So yeah, whenever they're back, hopefully this week, uh, they'll move forward with the contract. Uh, they've had really good negotiations. So knocking wood, hopefully. Things get sorted out pretty soon and we can move forward officially. Uh, Next up, while that is happening, uh, they are also working on the SRO license application process. So as you know, that license is absolutely essential for us to run TCFX to its full potential, be able to custody funds for customers. Uh, that use the platform to raise funds. So that is going to be absolutely essential. Uh, for that, they're coordinating um, with the anti-money laundering officer, AML officer, who is Dynoposer. Poser. And if you haven't heard about Dino Poser, he's like a huge, huge guy in the industry. He's been consulted by, uh, forgot the brand, but it was like a bunch of big brands. I think it was Mercedes or something. Like, a lot of huge brands consult with him to get into Web3. So he also does AML stuff, and he is our AML officer. And then they're also coordinating with our lawyers at LIAX. So as you know, Lex is extremely valuable, and we appreciate the partnership with them. Um, it's been incredible how hard they work for us and how excited they are to work with us because they know how hard Alex and Tony work to educate themselves about this industry. They do their homework, they save their time. It's, it's always cool to have clients like Alex Antonio if you're a law firm because you don't have to babysit them, like tell them what to do all the time. They mostly know what's going on. So yeah, it's kind of cool. Um, and then all the information that is needed for the SRO license, uh, that should be done, as I was told, by end of next week. Um, then basically what's going to happen, then they're going to send off the information to the government and then they will have to wait for the government's feedback and see if there will be any back and forth with the government about information in there because this license is really not easy to get. So um, we're past some of the biggest hurdles, which is registering the company and getting everything set up. Uh, but yeah, this this is pretty much the last thing Um, that we need to take care of to be able to function fully and leverage the full um, capabilities of TCFX. Uh, We're expecting this to take about a couple months to receive the license. Uh, Alex and Antonio will also be having an AML training before receiving the license. It is going to be essential because Switzerland doesn't mess around when it comes to uh, things like uh, regulations around finances. So AML training is absolutely part of it. So it's gonna be also part of TCFX. You just cannot raise funds if you're gonna offer securities. Like everybody in this Web3 space is scared. They're, They're dying. Uh, when someone mentioned securities, so we're the only people saying it because guess what? We want to be regulated. We want to do things the right way. If this is going to be a stake in the company, it's going to be a security. There's going to be a a promise. The company, well, not us specifically. Uh, the companies raising funds are going to be promising returns, so there that is going to be an offer of a security. So to do that, to be regulated, we need to have all these KYC, AML. Uh, it's just regular stuff, just like you buy stocks. You have to provide ID to these broker companies like Robinhood and others. So... No different, just that we are Web3 based. We have a secondary market and that is where the magic lies in crowdfunding. All right. That is pretty much the project updates for this week. Um, I have a ton of market updates. A lot has happened between last week and this week. And I'm pretty excited to talk to you about it because not a lot of people are diving into some of these bigger pieces of news and they're just looking at the highlights and the and the headlines. And that's why I'm here for, and I just want to dive deeper into these big pieces of news. The biggest piece of news that has come out in the past couple weeks has to be uh, PayPal, um, in case you haven't heard of them. I'm just <laughs> just being sarcastic. PayPal is one of the biggest players in crypto, and a lot of people don't realize how big PayPal is and how, how deep, PayPal's roadmap looks like in Web3. Uh, So PayPal has basically jumped headfirst into the waters of Web3 and they have launched their own stablecoin and its ticker symbol is PYUSD. Just a quick um, highlight of how big PayPal is. So PayPal has around 500 million customers and to top it off venmo which is another money sending app it is owned by paypal that app has 80 million users so paypal is looking at at least 600 million users so you're telling me that literally overnight people that are 600 600 million people in the world and most of them, I'm telling you, most of them have probably never heard about uh, Web3. They probably never bought a Bitcoin or never traded Ethereum or anything. These people would now be bombarded with information about a stable coin. So imagine they literally just onboarded 600 million people into crypto without them even knowing. And I like that kind of marketing. I've shared that with you guys before. I don't want any education in this space. I know I sound weird. I know probably everybody's scratching their heads like, Reiki, that's what you're doing right now. You're educating us. I'm like, yeah, I get that. But you guys are the insiders. You guys are already in the industry. People in the outside world that are living their day-to-day, they don't want more information bombardment. They don't have the time. So they don't care about getting educated about crypto. They just want something. They just want the latest tech, and they just want it to be easy. The reason people are addicted to TikToks is because they're easy. You just swipe your finger up. You see new videos. They're engaging. You have fun. And you send it to your friends. It's simple. That's the best way to share information. I don't care what kind of information you're sharing, but it's you can't say that TikTok is not a great app. It's a great app. That's why people are addicted to it. And now think about crypto. If you keep fo- forcing people to get educated about oh, you need to get a hardware wallet and then you have to store your seed phrase and take it to your grave and not tell anybody or your ex-wife. Nobody's got the time for that. And I know it's important. We're in this industry. We know how important it is to self-custody. But I am giving a counter-argument as to why we haven't gone mainstream yet. And the only way we can go mainstream is stuff like this. PayPal coming in and launching its own stablecoin. So next Piece of information about the stablecoin that is important is the stablecoin is going to be backed one to one with with strong assets, and mostly these assets are going to be U.S. debt bonds. And here's the shady part. I mean, it's not really shady, but it's it's the regulators being shady again. So I looked at who PayPal is partnering with to custody the assets and issue these tokens that are going to be the stable coins issued by PayPal. And it's Paxos. And guess what? Paxos is the same company that was sued by the SEC and DOJ for issuing securities. And what was the security? Binance USD, BUSD. Literally the same business model, launching a stable coin backed by US debt. I think it was backed by US debt. And they got sued by... And they got sued by the SEC. Well, guess what? PayPal is not going to be sued by the SEC. Because all pay, all SEC was trying to do is reduce competition for PayPal so that it can come in, swoop the stablecoin market in the US, and Binance can't do anything. It was backed 100%. The Binance USD token was backed. And they still sued them this is the kind of shady stuff Gary Gensler has been doing. And I don't, I'm not scared of exposing any of this because it's it's common knowledge at this point. Senators are filing. It's just funny. So while we're at on this topic of how shady the SEC is, right now the lawsuit that's going on between Coinbase and the SEC where SEC is saying that Coinbase needs to shut down because they're selling unregistered securities, and they haven't registered themselves with the SEC. Um, Cynthia Lummis, she is a senator from Wyoming. She wrote in a amicus brief, and I don't want to go into too much legal stuff, but basically she wrote to the to the court saying that, hey, I am writing in support of Coinbase, and I want to say that we, as the Senate, and the US government, we, we the lawmakers, like senators are the people that make the law, right? And people like Gary Gensler who lead these agencies, they follow the law that the Senate creates. So basically a Senator coming out and telling the judge in the case that, hey, listen, this Gary Gensler guy, we have not given him the authority over crypto. He's overreaching. He's trying to circumvent the law creation process And he's trying to sue all these companies so he can get a legal precedent over all these and so that he can take this win and go to all other crypto exchanges and say hey look this judge said that coinbase needs to shut down so you need to shut down doesn't matter what the circumstances are so imagine being a judge in that case and reading a historic amicus brief in the history of u.s law i don't think any senator has gone against a regulatory agency. Imagine being someone that's supposed to protect the investors and being counter-argued by the Senate themselves. Like that's that's got to be embarrassing for Gary. So that, that that's pretty much it. Nobody trusts Gary anymore. They see his political theatrics. They see through that bullshit. And he's he's suing all these startup companies, native startup companies in crypto, making space for incumbents like PayPal, BlackRock, Fidelity, all these big players so that they can come in and take over crypto. Um, So yeah, next up, uh, the stablecoin that we're talking about. This is going to be another huge, huge, huge deal is that this stablecoin is launching on Ethereum. And that is again huge because guess what? Every transaction that happens for the stablecoin, the fees is going to be paid in Ethereum. And when the fees is going to be paid in Ethereum, then the gas is going to get burnt in Ethereum. And when the gas gets burnt, the supply of Ethereum goes down. So the more demand there is for the stablecoin, the the more gas is burnt, the more valuable your Ethereum becomes over time. So this is great. This is awesome. My only concern was that is this going to be straight up available to be used in DeFi? So if I go to Uniswap, am I going to be able to get this stablecoin? The answer to that is no, but it's not no forever. The The creator, not the creator, the, the person in PayPal that is responsible for uh, crypto stuff, they said that it is on their roadmap to open up this token, this stablecoin to other chains, and then also have this token available in DeFi. So you will be able to trade this token and use it for DeFi stuff uh pretty exciting and guess what it's going to do paypal making this big move is going to force the us regulators not the regulators the senate basically to come up with stablecoin regulation because they have been dragging their feet on this stuff and now that they see a giant fintech company with billions of dollars invested like they are going deep in like they have to be ready for it Next up, some good, good news coming out from the EU and again, European Union taking a head start on the U.S. The first spot Bitcoin ETF has gone live. The Jacoby Bitcoin ETF is finally going live on the Euronext Amsterdam Stock Exchange. You're going to ask me, Ricky, why is this a big deal? We've seen ETFs all over the world go live. Like the reason this is historic and important is because it's a spot ETF. So there's, I'm going to tell you the difference real quick. There's two kinds of ETFs there's a spot Bitcoin ETF and there's a futures Bitcoin ETF. You want more spot Bitcoin ETFs. The reason you want more spot Bitcoin ETFs, because these are the ones where in order for me as a company to sell you an etf i need to first buy a bitcoin from the market so i cannot sell you an etf without having a bitcoin in my treasury meanwhile a futures etf is just a paper contract so like when you buy gold on paper you buy a gold etf you're not getting actual gold it's like paper saying yeah you might get gold so you're you're betting on a future price And it's all settled in cash and it's got nothing to do with Bitcoin. But a spot Bitcoin ETF, it will be settled. The transactions will be settled in Bitcoin. It will be backed by actual Bitcoin. So when you have more and more companies, and the reason a spot Bitcoin ETF is so important for the U.S., and while EU has gone forward and launched its first spot Bitcoin ETF, SEC over the past couple of days has come out and said they are delaying the deadline to approve a Bitcoin spot ETF to early 2024. Now imagine that. EU going forward and U.S. again, Gary Gensler dragging his feet to early 2024. This is only harming the U.S. And it's funny that we have to fight the regulator that's supposed to protect us, protect the consumer. And it's their job to create financial markets. And they're doing the complete opposite. They're just pushing innovation away. But things are happening. Lawsuits are in progress. SEC is taking losses. They already lost the Ripple lawsuit. The Coinbase lawsuit is probably going to get thrown out. Um, So, yeah, um, there's going to be some changes, I believe in the regulatory agency, but I'm not going to keep my hopes up too high because, uh, he Gary answer is a Democrat appointed. So until elections, we really can't say much. Uh, next up we have, um, so what happened is, so the members of the house financial committee, uh, and the, the, well, basically, all the members, most of the members, I think there's like five to six people, they have sent a joint signed letter to FINRA, which is the financial regulatory agency, and also the SEC for the timing and circumstances that led to the approval of Prometheum. So basically, if you don't know Prometheum, go Google them. This was a shady company that showed up out of nowhere, they have no business model, they don't have any clients, but the SEC gave them the first special purpose broker dealer license in May. And that was so shady because there's there's Coinbase, there's a bunch of other, there's Gemini, there's so many incredible US-based, highly regulated crypto exchanges and none of these got that license. And here's SEC approving a company Promethium That has nothing to do with crypto. They have no products. And they say that they are able to now deal crypto securities. It just felt really shady. So I'm glad that the House Financial Committee is taking heed of this stuff and, and looking into this because I think some corruption is going to come out of this. Because how can you give a license to a company that has no product, no customers, no nothing, no roadmap? And then there's all these legitimate companies like Coinbase, and you're suing them on the other hand. Like this makes no sense. So anybody with common sense will be able to see that this is straight up corruption. Like I'm not claiming that there's corruption, but I'm saying this doesn't line up. The logic doesn't line up. So um, next up, we have some interesting news coming out of uh, the Donald Trump camp. So I know he had a uh, NFT collection come out and he's trying to get into web three even though in the past he has said that he's uh, bearish on crypto, he doesn't care about it. But here we are. Uh, he has said that he had to declare his finances, and people had claimed that he had anything between 250000 to 500000 in crypto. Um, but according to his financial report, uh, he has over $2.8 million worth of assets in his Ethereum wallet. Um, so I guess Donald Trump's got crypto. So <laughs> $2.8 eight million—that that's a lot. Like a lot of senators have come out and said they have crypto. And the most I've seen someone is like two hundred or $300,000. I know uh, the guy... Uh, That's running on the Democrat side. He has like two Bitcoin that he said he's holding for his grandchildren. Uh, So uh, you don't see politicians have much crypto, but like $2.8 million of Ethereum is insane. So uh, I don't know what to make of this news. This is cool, good for marketing, I guess, because he's running for presidential election. So it will be in the news. It might be talked about. Uh, So we'll see. Uh, Next up, we have some more Coinbase news. So good news for Coinbase. Coinbase has officially obtained approval for the National Futures Association uh, to offer investments in crypto futures to eligible people in the U.S. And eligible in the sense there are certain states, each state has their own laws. So uh, whichever states support this. I guess if you're a Coinbase customer in those states, you will be able to trade futures. Good for them. Again, it might not do much for the price of Bitcoin or whatever futures they decide to release. Uh, So yeah. Um, Next up, we have another big news coming out of Coinbase Camp. Coinbase has officially been approved to be able to do business in Canada. So our friends up north, will be able to use coinbase and this is more i guess capital flowing into uh crypto because coinbase is a trusted name and people in canada if they did not trust crypto before they might now because coinbase but we'll have to see for that talking about more in line of innovation the last piece of news is coming out of the city of dubai in the uae so As you know, Dubai has been trying to become the center of innovation uh, for the next few decades. And the biggest thing that they're doing right now is they're inviting AI and Web3 based businesses to the region. And another big push that they're doing right now and another way to entice these businesses to come in and establish themselves in Dubai uh, they are providing a, a limited time 90% subsidy on creating um, a AI or Web3-based business. So to get the license, it's going to cost 90% less. So basically, the biggest discount that you can ever think about. So the goal is to uh, bring all this new age technology to the Middle East, um, into the MENA region, which is a Middle East and North Africa region, and I'm, I'm seeing this innovation. It's in, insane. Like if, if there's a country that's pushing innovation away, there's always another country that sees the opportunity and wants to hold on to it and wants to make the most of it. So I'm not surprised that crypto is booming in that region. They've got tons of money there. And with innovation, it's only going to get crazier. And they're already trying to diversify their economy away from oil. Um, So I guess it's a a solid move by the government over there. They see the opportunity and they're doing their best. So if you want to start a AI or crypto business, Dubai might be the place, 90% discount on licensing fees. So with that, That's pretty much all the updates that I had. This is episode 45 in the books. Appreciate everybody that has been able to join. I love you all. And I hope all of you have a wonderful rest of your day. And I will see you guys next week.